When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, Draft Mix. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of Draft Nation Podcast. My name is Joe 412, and again, I will be your host for the next 30 minutes. Before we begin, we want to thank our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free all the time. Uh, for those of you who have not listened to our show in the, in the past, Draft Nation is a national e-magazine that hyper-focuses on all four major sports in their professional draft. So, we cover all aspects of player scouting, mock drafts, free agency, salary cap provisions, and, of course, the needs of your favorite teams on an annual basis. With me tonight, we have a very special guest, Curtis Grant. Many of you recognize that name. He's a former NFL linebacker, former Ohio State linebacker, and I say that when I cough and I say, hail the victors and go blue, but we'll let that pass. I, uh, he's a good guy anyway, even though he chose the wrong school. Curtis, welcome to Draft Nation, and are you ready to go on the clock? No, I'm not ready to go after that intro. That was terrible. First of all, <laughs> you come in talking about go blue. That's not how you address a Buckeye, man. What is, let's, first of all, let's address that. You're supposed to start it off by saying go Bucks and with an O-H-I-O chant, and then you introduce it. You know what I mean? You got to introduce it. It's not in my blood, man. It's not in my blood. I can't. I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. But <laughs> hey, look. You mentioned. You mentioned. You mentioned OSU and your time there. Why don't you tell everybody who um, who you are and you know give them a little bit of your football experience when you were back at Ohio State. Yes, uh, like Joe said, my name is Curtis Grant. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Played at Ohio State uh, 2011 through 2014. Uh, ended up graduating in 2015. Uh, uh, linebacker, national champion at the Ohio State, something that Michigan doesn't have or the team up north, and I'm glad to be on the show. <laughs> hey, see, you're getting your shots back. It's okay. We'll just do this all <laughs> night. And, and I think everyone will like it. It'll, it'll help the ratings, I can tell you that, in the Midwest. But, um, yeah, so, hey, look, um, all kidding aside, uh, you were there for some of the glory years. It's supposed to be the, mo the most recent glory years of, in, in Ohio State. Um, tell us a little bit about your, your time there, what it was like to be on a national championship team. Um, you know, and I, I know you've got, you've got stories. I know our listeners would, would love to hear some of them. Uh, I mean, where do you want me to start? Uh, when I hated Ohio State as a freshman or the good old days as senior year? Oh, you tell me, man. I think the good old days might keep the listeners in, involved, unless you had some, like, <laughs> scuttlebutt behind the scenes about why we were having struggles with a freshman. But I, I think national no. championship. But let's start, let's start with, the, with the natty. Oh, yeah, we'll start with the natty, man. It actually, man, it was actually a good run. It, it helped me become the man um, that I am today, man. It was just really more so. It wasn't really, really wasn't that bad. It was just, you know, uh, just understanding pretty much of the adapting to change, uh, I would say. Um, so, which 
help us progress to become better um, towards our senior year to create some great leaders, um, leaders like Jeff Hartman, um, Mike Bennett, Duran Grant, uh, Uncle D, um, even Car- even you want to bring in Cardell is stepping up in in the national championship run, man. Um, the change actually just helped us become um, when we were bought into what Coach Meyer was uh, pitching to us, and we just when we bought in, it was just a phenomenal change and a growth in brotherhood to you know to look to your teammate from um, from your left and to your right, and just pretty much knowing you had someone to have your back um, when you were going into combat. And that, I think that was one of the funnest things about playing at Ohio State is a bunch of a group of guys that were there for one common goal and that was to win a national championship and to and to fight no matter what. You know, you know, you mentioned some names in there and that Colonel Jones was a that that you know I'm telling you man, you had a run of quarterbacks there that were just great mm-hmm. college quarterbacks that that put you over the top. Was there was there someone there that you played with where you were just amazed at their level of talent, like where, where you were just like, how did they do that? Um, you know, was there one or maybe even two of your teammates that you just, you knew were just playing on another level? Uh, I had two guys in my class. Now don't get me wrong. My class was very strong, but two guys that really stuck out uh, that I didn't think they were human were Braxton and Ryan, Braxton Miller and Ryan Shazier. I mean, they, I I came uh, I had the opportunity to go up to the spring game in the spring and I was up there for a few days before before the spring game and um just to see Ryan and Braxton the how athletic they were at a young age and coming in and making a big impact was unbelievable. Uh Braxton had those it was like he could he had eyes in the back of his head the way he could make people miss and you'd be like, "Bro, how did you make that play?" He's like, "I don't know." I just kind of like felt his presence. I'm like, well, that's some crazy stuff. Like, who who are you supposed to be? You know? <laughs> like, you want some superhero? And I swear, for the probably like the first year of being there, Ryan was like the only one that could tackle Braxton in open space. And that was to me, that was the craziest thing. I thought I was good until I met those guys. <laughs> Well, you know, I had a chance to get to know Ryan a little bit here recently. We did a, a fundraiser for his foundation in Pittsburgh. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the guy is not only a top-shelf human being, but I had a chance to scout him. And I had never mm-hmm. – I mean, you want to talk about speed. Sideline to mm-hmm. sideline speed was ridiculous. You thought he was a safety. Uh, you yeah. know, you, 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 you would think it – you know, and here's a guy that would – you know, hit a hole like anybody else. And I know you had a chance not only to play next to him, but he was also your roommate. You know, yeah. I, you know, Ryan just, you know, from an, just another worldly, I mean, first round where he went, like I think he went 15th overall, maybe it was 14. I can't remember to the Steelers back then. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the time it was, you know, everybody was shocked at the pick, but it was such the right pick for that defense that they had. So right. I'm glad to hear you say that he was, he was your off your, your defensive guy, you know, and, and Braxton Miller, you know, he, he was always impressive, uh, you know, to, to me is, and I'm surprised that it didn't translate better into the pros uh, for him. But, you know, I, I, you know, honestly, I mean, that team, your, your, your national championship team was loaded with a lot of talent. A lot of talent, and a lot of those guys, and a lot of talent, and also with a lot of leaderships too, man. You look at some of those younger guys that are in the league that were, you know, that played, that are in the league now, you know, most of them are captains in the NFL. So it shows a lot about, yeah. you know, with the brotherhood and how we stuck together, and those guys took into what Coach Meyer was buying as well. I mean, selling. 
they took into what he was selling, and they took it to the next level, which is awesome as well. You know, Chris, we, this show is is about prospects and, mm-hmm. and the draft process. Like we we focus on on the, you know the scouting side of things, and when mm-hmm. we have guests on like you, we always want you to tell our listeners about your transition to the league. You know what what you saw that was different uh, between the the college game and the pro game, and then more particularly what your experience was like in getting there. Like some folks go to the combine, others have pro days. Others have mm-hmm. individual workouts. Some have all three. What was your What was your experience like through that transition? And you know, what were some of those things that you noticed that was just entirely different from college ball to pro ball? Um, the speed of the game and the and this playing with those NFL vets that's you know just that's been playing years ahead of you that have mastered the game. I would say the speed, the physicality. Um, it's it's a little different. But it's not as much, to me, not as much as people think. I think it's more of the mental side of the thing. Um, and just, just just going back on, I was an undrafted free agent. Um, my first team was the San Diego Chargers. And I kind of, even though I left Ohio State, um, when, I, when I got to the league, I didn't really have my confidence. Um, I didn't really gain my confidence until, like, year two. Um, just the fact of just going in, not really understanding as a fridge, you don't really get that much time with coaches, you know, trying to learn, trying to learn a new NFL system. Um, and when you get to the, when you get, what people don't understand is when you get to the NFL, even though coach might call one, one call, it's like six calls built into one. So you got to be always be able to adjust, adjust and think on the fly. And, you know, a lot of the young guys, when you look at them, when they first get in the NFL, they struggle with that because they're not used to, you know, being able to, go against a Tom Brady that can make 40 checks before, not realistically, but hypothetically speaking, uh, before he snaps the ball and he might be calling in the same place and you didn't check out of the defense and next thing you know, he's throwing the ball over the top and, you know, you scored. So I think the main thing is just the, the, the mental part of the game that, that the older guys have that the advantage of you and um, learning how just basic master studying the game and, understanding who their opponents are. And I think uh, for me, uh, going back to me for when I was a free agent, you know, getting in is just trying to really figure out where you fit in because, you know, the guys that are, you, you, you're like a, you're like the last pick. So it's pretty like nobody really wants you. You know what I mean? So when you, when you go through it, that's a confidence killer. So like my draft day sucked. <laughs> I was just waiting for a phone call and I was blessed to get a phone call. And, um, but I knew that I needed to take advantage of my opportunity. But it's kind of like, you know, even though you worked hard, you know, I remember Coach always telling college, just because you work hard doesn't mean you, you deserve anything. So um, when I got there, uh, I didn't play special teams, but I played defense. And anybody knows that when you first come to the league, the only way to really get in is to be able to be able to produce on special teams. So I wasn't a big special teams guy, but I was doing pretty, de- pretty, pretty decent on defense. I wasn't the greatest. But um, – after that, I, I got cut. You know, I got cut from the Chargers and then came home back to Richmond, Virginia, and ended up uh, working at UPS. And then I got a call from the Atlanta Falcons, um, and I went there for about four weeks. So after there, after I left there, uh, I got a call while I was delivering packages at UPS. I went down and tried out for a workout, and I made the team. Got cut, got cut after four weeks. Um, then I was coming home to go back to school to finish my degree. 
Uh, my mother, my mother was like, "Go get your degree." I'm like, "I don't really need it. I'm, a, I, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur." And she was like, "Well, go, 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 go get it for me." So I went and got my degree, and I had a buddy of mine named by the name of Joe Hill call me and say, "Hey, the Tennessee Titans are coming in town this uh this week. See if you can hop in for a workout." So I ended up hopping in for a workout with with some of my former teammates, Darren Lee and um, Josh, Josh, Joshua Perry, and. When my opportunity came, my number got called, and I got a chance to get signed the next day after I completed the workout, which was awesome. Went out to Tennessee, played for about, played for about you know those uh, training mini camp and uh, training camp, and then I got cut. Went to Oakland for a week, got cut from there. Went to San Fran for a whole whole year, but on the practice squad, got cut from there. Then I ended up coming back to play for the Giants, and um, got cut from the Giants, but got picked up come back and play on the practice squad. And um, what was so unique about this opportunity was I had got cut and everybody just started getting hurt. And um, I got signed uh, at 4 o'clock on a Monday right before a uh, right before a Monday night live game at 8 o'clock. And so that's when my career began in the NFL of, as a, you know, playing on special teams and getting a little bit of playing on playing time on defense and and I got hurt in November, the Thanksgiving of November of 2017, and I haven't been back on the field since. You know, it, it's funny. That's that's a story of perseverance uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, the human spirit in many respects where you just don't give up. And, you know, my favorite mm-hmm. story like that is a former, you know, Steeler, uh, James Harrison. You know, he, there was a mm-hmm. guy that was – cut so many times he can't can't remember and now he's a borderline hall of fame guy you know just yes, put in the work mm-hmm. and, and did the time but from an, an experience perspective what was it like when you signed your first contract when you went out to san diego uh you know was that a dream come true like you're 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 living on cloud nine almost out of body experience or were you nervous you know <laughs> like where you're like i can't believe i'm doing this and you know, you're, you're gonna you know climb into the pool with everybody else uh, and kind of sink or swim. Where, what, what was it? You know, was it a mixed bunch of emotions, or what was it like for you? Uh, I was kind of grateful and ungrateful at the same time. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I was grateful for the opportunity, but I was ungrateful that I got picked last. You know, I was I had a, I had a chip on my shoulder, but I really didn't yeah, know. Yep. Yeah, I really didn't know how to at that time express myself, and I was really mad because. You know, it's a culture shock. I'm a, uh, I call myself a country guy. So going from Richmond, Virginia, on over to San Diego, I didn't really, I wasn't really pleased about that because I didn't re- at the time. You know, I was a little younger, younger mindset. I had my son, and I was like, I don't want to be that far away from my, you know, my 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 oldest son, and not be able to see him and be a part of, have my family be a part of my, uh, be a part of my NFL career. I just didn't want them just to look on TV. And it's like, oh, hey, there's, there's my son, or hey, there's my dad. I wanted to be closer to home, and I felt like I had did a little bit better than what I thought, or however they graded me to be to be on a you know at least picked around the sixth or seventh round, you know, even though you know just to just to get picked. So I was a little ungrateful, but happy about it. But I, I would say reality didn't kick in to me until after I got cut my second time. And do you think that that mental part of the game is just as important as the physical one? It sounds to me like this game takes a toll on you, not just physically, but also mentally. You've got to be prepared for these these jukes uh, and, and things come at you a thousand miles an hour. And you mentioned your age played a part of that too. It's just a matter of maybe perhaps maturity. Like, were you mm-hmm. ready 
you know, at that young age to take on that responsibility and literally go from one coast to the other coast and away from family in the most competitive sport on the planet and, and, and be able to, to tread water. Right. I mean, was, is, do you find that the mental part of the game was just as stressing as, as the gym work and the physical part? Yeah, the physical part is the easy part because, I mean, you think about it, you do it all year round. You get up, you do tour days on your own where it doesn't matter if you're stretching or you, you, you're, uh, if you're getting extra ladder drills in the evenings. But when, when it comes down to being able to recite that playbook and know it like the back of your hand or being able to communicate with your teammate or being able to get in and not, not being able to have any reps because all the starters or you got a starter that's in front of you that's making, you know, 30, 40 million and – they're going to get all the reps because that's what they're invested in. It's just business. And you might not, might not have got any reps in that week. And then you're looking at a team that, you know, you're looking at your teammates that used to communicating with the guy that made $30 million or $40 million. And now they're saying stuff to you. And you're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, bro, what? pay attention. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> so you're out there, you're looking around. So anytime you see a guy <laughs> on the defense and he throws his hands up and he's, look, and he's looking backwards and they're hiking the ball and he gets down in this – Football stance and his feet get hot. <laughs> he just jumping in the. He just jumping in the same spot. You know he don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but but t- tell me this. I mean, because you mentioned this before, you said you felt like a like a family, and or there was everyone was rowing in the same direction uh, in college. Uh, was that mm-hmm. different in the pros, where it was more like? individual entrepreneurs on the field where they were all, you know, was there a sense of team uh, in in the pros that, or was there a lack of that? Like you you sounded to me like you were waxing poetic, you know, about your your days at OSU. And it just sounded like Mm -hmm. it was, it was a little different in the pros. What what did you find that was different? What surprised you, I guess, uh, about the pros? Not, you mentioned speed before, but what mm -hmm. really surprised you about your time in the NFL? Well, I, I think about the NFL is a little different because it, in, in college you, you, you're pretty much you're in the dorm together, you're at the facility all day together, um, and majority of the time you live together. The biggest difference when you get to the NFL is uh, it's only certain guys that hang out with certain guys. You know what I mean? So what I mean by that is like a guy that's got a wife and four or five kids or two or three kids, he's not hanging out with the rookie that just came in, not unless he's really an asset to him you know, like an offensive lineman trying to coach up another offensive lineman. Like, you know what I mean? Some people like in, like, uh, I would say, like a lot of guys that, to me, they hang out, but it's only for a certain amount of time. I think the difference between college and NFL is that that uh, people, like I said, the biggest part of people are married and they have families, so they don't really have time to really go out and party like we did in college, you know? Yes, you didn't. You didn't have that sense of uh, the same kind of sense. You were on a, on a team, but you're right. I mean, they, right. they were now fathers, yeah. and yeah. you know, and they had kids, and it was just a little different story. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you had, you had enormous success while playing the game. Uh, is is there a play out there, or even a game that you regret? Something you you couldn't do, or something you didn't leave on the field? Was there something that you just wish, like, oh, I, I, you know, I, if I would have made that play, or if I would have of done, you know, done this different or, or if the team would have just been ready for this. I mean, do you, do you think there's something out there that you might've just left, you know, something you just, you, something that's, uh, you know, the books are not closed on. Uh, I would say it wouldn't be a play. I would just say more so of uh, my adaptability to uh, the stressful environments at a younger age and being able to just to come in and take, take the coaching and not being so defensive. I was very defensive. 
Like I, I wasn't one of those guys. I didn't like to be yelled at. Um, because I, <laughs> I just didn't really, grow up. Right? That, yeah, yeah. I just didn't grow up that way. So like, you know, when people yelled at me, I took it as a sign of uh, I'm ready to fight. Like, I think you're ready to fight. You know, I, I, I'm shut off. Like, I'm not ready to really pay attention and listen to what you any um, listen to anything that you're trying to relate to me. Why are you yelling at me? Because at this point, I'm looking at your aggression, and I'm a very aggressive person <laughs> by nature. So I take yelling as you're you're getting excited, like you're ready to fight me. But it wasn't until I became older that I, I had to, like my probably I would say my senior in college that I realized exactly what was happening, and it was like you got too emotional in your feelings instead of looking at the brighter side of coach trying to make you better. And which I didn't really do that until like my senior year of college. It was a little bit too late, but um, I wish I, that's one thing I wish I would have learned and not t- took to heart that the 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 just understand the environment that I was in. Well, let me flip the coin because the other mm-hmm. side of the coin is brighter, right? I asked you for something mm-hmm. you regretted. What was your favorite <laughs> moment at, at, at any level? Yeah. Like whether it was you know Pop Warner or mm-hmm. you know your your college days at the pro level. Mm-hmm. Curtis Grant's favorite moment on the football field. What, what, what would it have been? I'm gonna say my whole senior season at Ohio State. Oh man, the whole season, the whole the whole senior season. Um, it was just it was just the like I said the team camaraderie, the the fun that we had as a team on and off the field. Uh, you know, the cookouts. I, I was famous. My my at my house it was me, uh, Durant, <laughs> Devin Smith, and Chase, and we would throw a cookout. And a house party like every weekend. It was awesome. <laughs> it Just had a good time with it, right? Oh man, awesome! Yeah, time. you get the awesome senior time. vibe too, and you, you, yeah. you know, you've been there for a while. You know what's coming, and yeah, you, know, that's you got cool. all the recruits, all the cool, all the recruits that they they come over and they see see how see what's going on, and they get the truth about what's happening. You know, nobody's feeding them no BS about hey, yeah, we don't run or we don't work hard. Like no, bro, you come here, you gonna work hard, and you gonna come here, you gonna win too. But the only way we're going to win is have a good time. It's like, you know, building those relationships. And that's what we did, man. And I think that was really one of my my most – that was the funnest time of my life probably, Yeah, my senior year at Ohio State. Really cool, man, really cool. Well, mm-hmm. hey, look, we're coming to the end. We're in the, the back third of our time. Uh, okay. And what I do with every one of my guests every week is I do a lightning round. We're going to ask a bunch okay. of questions. They're supposed okay. to be fun. Some of them might not be that fun when I ask them, but you know, take it in 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 the uh, uh, in the spirit it, it's it's asked. Um, so if you're ready to go, I'm ready to roll. We'll jump into this lightning round and fire fire away at you. Okay, let's go. Let's see what I got. All right, All right Chris. Mm-hmm. Now, question one: If mm-hmm. you could play a different sport other than football, what would it be? Uh, I probably do MMA. You know that makes sense. I was hoping it wasn't going to be tennis or golf. Like, I get a lot uh-huh. of that where it's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. everybody's older now. It's like, oh, I don't want to get hit. You want to do it. Of course you want to do it. <laughs> You're an inside linebacker. You just yeah, told me how you, you, you thought everybody was going to fight you. That makes sense to me. All right, well, well done. Well, good answer. So you guys, you're, you're 1-0 so far. Uh, okay. question. Which player, college or pro, for you was the hardest to tackle? Oh. Man, that's a good one. I played with some good guys. Well, I can't tell you the hardest one for me to tackle 
it was uh, probably Boom here. He ran me over like four times my freshman year in the same drill. <laughs> that's the only person that probably oh. that's, that's the only person that probably got me a thousand times was Boom. So yeah, Boom killed so, me like. So you're four telling times me not to send drill. him this link, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, you can send it to him. You don't want you don't hey, want like, him to know that. Oh no, he knows it. Hey, he knows it because he was a senior. I was a freshman. Look, I was hoping he was gonna be in the league when I got the league for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Question number three. Um, did you have a player you dreamed about tackling when you were a kid uh, and you never had a chance to meet on the field? You know, someone you admired, you're like, oh, you know, I want to get that running back or I want to get that wide receiver, I want to get that quarterback. But, of course, you know, maybe because they, were, they had aged out by the time you got there. But who was the guy that you wanted to tackle the most? I never really had a guy that I wanted to tackle the most. I just kind of wanted to get it, get make it to the NFL and just compete at a high level. Yeah, nobody really stuck out to me, uh, uh, kind of because cause I, I grew up watching, you know, the Ray Lewis's and the Eddie Georges at running back, uh, Jamal Charles. Like, all those were great guys. So, if it was an opportunity to get in and play on a physical Pittsburgh or Baltimore defense, because that's who, where I've always wanted to play at and playing that AFC uh, conference, man, I just wanted to be – honestly, I just wanted to get drafted by one of those teams and play up there because those guys just play physical football. Yeah, that's old school football. When, you, yeah, when you're talking yeah. about the AFC North, you yeah, know, that's yeah, blood and knuckles, man. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> and I wanted to be a part of that. You know, I, I wanted to be a part of that bat. Yeah, you, when you think defense, the San Diego Chargers doesn't <laughs> doesn't You know, maybe Junior Seau, you know, Fred Dean back in the day. Uh, yeah. and, and things like that, because I know Junior was a—he was an inside linebacker, middle linebacker guy. So yeah, you know, maybe, was, maybe that's it. But it's—it's it's not Ray Lewis, Jack Lambert, you know, uh, yeah. Levon Kirkland. Uh, it's not that. It's not the same. Foot. Yeah, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, it's not uh, the same. I know. Lawrence I know. Kevin, James Hampton. <sighs> you know, you talk about big Casey Hampton in front, and then. See, I grew up a Ray Lewis fan, but I grew up in a Pittsburgh household, so I like both teams. And people are like, "How do you like both teams?" I'm like, "Bro, you got a fan. I'm a." I'm a defensive guy. When you had Ray Lewis, Sutt, uh, Chris McAllister's, Avery, Alodi Nada. Oh my God! Hey, yeah, what? those were the games, man. There was a lot <laughs> of tight three-point games uh, between those guys, and a couple of them led to Super Bowls going through AFC championships. So. Right, and then you, yeah, then you those look are... at Pittsburgh's offenses. Offenses: Randall L. Hines Ward, Big uh, Ty Heat, and the, and the receivers were hitting like defensive players, like. I just love the physicality of the game, and I grew up watching. To me, those you couldn't on a Sunday or a Monday night in Pittsburgh and Baltimore playing. Oh, I was in front of the TV. Yeah, <laughs> no, no homework was being done, right? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing's being done. But, yeah. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. Your favorite football highlight of all time? What would it be? I think when I got a chance to tackle Cam Newton on the sideline. Uh, on a like a third, I think it was either third and one or fourth and one. Can't you, and you had a chance. To, that's cool. That's a real cool one. He's a he's yeah. another one of those guys that we're, we're, you know, I've had a chance to meet him and he's a he's top shelf man. So, mm-hmm. all right, like final question here in the lightning round. I'm gonna throw this at you, um, and I want you to give some thought to it because I think it's a it's a cool question. Uh, okay. You're a kid again. And okay. one NFL player runs over to you, a la Joe Green, Coca-Cola commercial style, and tosses mm-hmm. you his hand, you know, his game-worn jersey, tosses it to you. Whose jersey would that belong to? Who who would have thrown that to you? Who's your Joe Green? 
Oh man, Ray Lewis, man, that was my that was my idol growing up. I so you're gonna, like so it. you know, I'm a Pittsburgh guy and a Michigan guy, and you're gonna throw Ohio hey. State and, and and Ray Lewis at me in the same show. I'm supposed yes, to let sir. you on the show. Hey, I, I have to. <laughs> hey, that was my that was my guy. If it was a guy that was a hype man, a guy that stood on what he was going to do, and a guy that was going to perform at the middle linebacker spot, that was my all time favorite, and that was the only guy. I can honestly say that I was like, yo, I want to be like him. Well, look, Curtis, it has been a real pleasure having you on Draft Nation tonight. And before we let you off the clock, tell everyone how they can find you and how to connect with you on social media. Okay, yes, I go by Curtis Grant 14 on Instagram. And I believe my Facebook is, I think that's just Curtis Grant. I don't have a Twitter. That got hacked. And, um, and I just go by <laughs> Curtis Grant on LinkedIn. Yeah, somebody took my Twitter when I was trying to help my recruits from high school get recruited. Next thing I know, I'm helping them get recruited, and I don't know what happened. Somebody hacked my account and tried to sell it back to me. So I don't know what type of world we live in now, but I'm like, okay, well, thanks for taking my information and messing up what I'm trying to do for the kids. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much for destroying what I was trying to do here. So, well, look, big thanks for being our guest tonight. Uh, you know, obviously, Curtis, we really appreciate your time here. You're welcome back anytime. And we also want to thank our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free, all the time. And remember, while Draft Nation may be off the air, we are always on the clock for you. Thanks again, Curtis. Appreciate you having on the show. 